Okay, so we're continuing in this fourth essay, in this final section of Tanya. We were discussing yesterday how through the physical item of the commandment, we can grasp the essence of God as versus through our prayers or love or fear or study of Torah. And then we said through the study of the laws or through the study of the Kabbalistic intent of that commandment, we can also grasp the essence because we're talking about something we innately understand. We understand what it means. An estro, we understand a citron fruit. We understand I hold it this way and I shake it this way and I make a blessing like this. So as these laws are so concrete, I'm truly grasping the essence of the laws as I'm talking about them. I can also grasp the essence of God embedded in the laws. But, we go on to say today, this would not apply to studying more esoteric topics, such as the progression of creation, because you can't grasp the essence of what you're talking about. There are advantages to studying these topics, as the Rebbe will soon tell us. But for now, we're saying that studying these very spiritual, esoteric topics of God, of creation, of the angelic host, we can understand the existence of what we're saying, but we can never get the essence. These ideas have no fathomability to us on a complete grasping essence level. And therefore, we can't get the essence of God invested in this Torah. Also, an advantage of studying the laws over studying more esoteric topics is that from a certain perspective, studying the laws is considered as if you did the laws. Like we see in terms of the offerings and sacrifices, that it says in the Talmud that someone who studies the laws of the sacrificial offerings is as if you offered them. So therefore, studying those laws and completely grasping the essence of what you're talking about because you're talking about very physical things, this cow, this age, this is considered a blemish, this is not considered a blemish, this is the procedure of the offering. Again, they're factual items of our physical world. We grasp the essence of these laws, and if we can grasp God's essence embedded in the laws. But on the other hand, there is a very special advantage to studying spirituality, to studying about God and about the formation of creation, because this is also a very lofty and exalted commandment. And in a sense, it outweighs all other commandments because we have a very significant commandment called no God, an obligation to attain a knowledge of divinity. And how do we fulfill that? By studying these very esoteric, lofty discussions of God, as we see in the works of Kabbalah, and of course, very much developed in the study of God. And a second very significant reason to study all of these topics that are developed extensively in Hasidus is because as we know God, it leads to having a complete heart in serving God. In other words, the verse, know the God of your father, concludes and serve him with a whole heart. The more one knows God, the more one serves God with his entire being. So it is very important to learn very spiritual topics about God and creation. Because through this I know God, and through this I'm invested emotionally, connected. I have such an awe of God that leads to serving Him. And of course, this is the essential thing 
a complete awe of God, is the ultimate purpose of all the commandments. And really, to attain the complete awe of God, I need a knowledge of these very esoteric spiritual topics that will never grasp the essence of what I'm talking about. I will only grasp the existence, but I'm achieving something else very, very significant by grasping the existence of the progression of creation in all the worlds. But on the other hand, this commandment to know God is one of the 613. I have to fulfill all 613. And therefore, I have to extensively study all of the 613 commandments and through then fulfill them in thought, in speech, and in action. Thought parallel to the world of creation, speech, the world of formation, and action, the world of descent. And through doing this, I'm going to purify and extract and elevate the sparks as they were exiled from the world of chaos to these various spiritual worlds of creation, formation, and descent which is the ultimate purpose of creation. Also, another very significant point, beyond saying that commandments are superior because we're grasping the essence of God, beyond saying they're superior in terms of the ability to rectify the sparks, also, in essence, they're superior to the source of the soul, and thus they have a higher spiritual energy. In other words, my own spiritual services, my love of God, my awe of God, is coming from my spiritual ability, the spiritual ability of my soul. But since the source of my soul is lower than the commandments coming from the physical items having embedded in them these sparks of the world of chaos, so therefore the fulfilling the commandments has more spiritual power because those sparks have such spiritual power. And this, again, being the ultimate purpose of creation. Now, why are we saying that there's superior power? Explain, and this is a bit Kabbalistic, that the world of chaos comes from God's divine name of the numerical value that we call Sag, which is 63. Our world, the world of rectification, comes from a more refined and more limited energy of God's divine name, Ma, 45. In other words, the higher the number, the more spiritual power. And also in the sense, the more raw is that power. So the reality of the world of chaos comes from what's considered the inner dimension of primordial man, primordial man being a level of God's energy. And that inner dimension is expressing God's most essence name, the four-lettered name, a yud and then a hey and then a vav and a hey, written out in a fashion that the numerical value is 63. And the reason we can get differing numbers is because of how we spell the vav and the hey and the vav of this letter name, yud and hey and vav and hey. One can spell it with olive, with vav. There's varying ways to spell it. All, of course, this isn't just randomly thought up. This is it's explained Kabbalistically. So if one spells it in such a fashion that the numerical value is 63, this is a much higher energy. This is an energy of the inner dimension of primordial man, and this is the energy of the world of chaos. If one spells it in a different fashion, it's a lower number, 45. This is a more refined and weaker energy, still coming from primordial man, but through a more external dimension. And this is the energy of our world. 
So therefore, the physical objects of our world that contain these sparks from the world of chaos, their energy is sad, 63. My soul, coming from this world, its energy is ma, 45. So therefore, my soul and all she can produce, her love and her awe of God, are inherently weaker than the sparks that I extract through the commandments, which is why the commandments have such power. And this is the reason why man is sustained by food of the inorganic, the vegetation, the living matters of this world. Because in all of them, since they're lower elements on the totem pole of creation, so the heavier sparks fell lower and fell, fell into the, the animal kingdom, and then even heavier sparks into the vegetation, and then even heavier sparks into the inorganic matter. So when I eat a potato with some salt on it and have a, a piece of chicken or fish, I'm absorbing those energies that are higher than my own. And that's what's truly feeding me, not just feeding my body, feeding my energy. So we can say, well, this seems a little paradoxical. That man, of course, is far superior to the salt or the potato or the chicken or the fish. But we're deriving our sustenance from these things. So Chassidus says this is based on the verse, not on bread alone does man live, but in all that comes forth from God's mouth does man live. Meaning it's not the physical bread that's sustaining man, but the creative divine utterance, the God source found in the bread. So when I'm saying that we're sustained by these lower elements because of the power of God invested in those lower elements. In addition, we gave so far now the significance of doing the action commandments because you're truly grasping the essence of God, because you're releasing the sparks, because you're being fed by these sparks. And in addition, it says, God says, my face, my inner dimension cannot be seen. So the inwardness of the higher degree can't descend below in a revealed manner. Only the external aspects, which are the products of the supernal wisdom. So the love and the awe through which you connect with God's supernal attributes are the inner essence of the divine attributes. But they can't come down to this world. We can't see them. We can only see the backside, the external aspects. But the action commandments derive from the external aspects of the divine utterances, the divine attributes, I'm sorry, from the 7th, 8th, and ninth of the ten divine attributes, that's a chayding yisayid, which as we mentioned much earlier in this essay, are considered the external, those aspects that are more outward bound, outward revealing. And since those are the external aspects of the divine attributes, they can come down. So therefore the commandments that are sourced in this lower and external level can come down. And accessing God's emotions by your emotions is reaching a higher source, reaching a more inward source, and therefore it can't come down.